0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Kids Stories Podcast. I'm Phil Bechtel. Today's episode is sponsored by The Adventure Challenge. The Adventure Challenge is a mystery scratch-off book with 50 creative and unique adventures. Each adventure is covered by scratcher material, making every challenge a surprise. As you finish each challenge, the book becomes a memory keepsake, with a spot to write about your adventure and a place to stick a photo. The Adventure Challenge gets the family together, having fun, and keeps that memory for you within its pages. So check out theadventurechallenge.com and use promo code KIDSTORIES for a great discount. Now on to some shout-outs. Bridget enjoys the stories, and I think that's awesome. Bridget, I think if you were a character in the Valley, you'd be queen of the mist fairies, and you would rule over your mist fairy subjects with a firm and fair hand. Thanks for listening, Bridget. Jake and Kate and their adorable little doggy named Waffles like the show. Thanks for your drawing, Jake. I think if you three were characters in the valley, you'd be ninja detectives. And Waffles would use his nose to sniff out clues and track suspects. Thanks for listening, Jake and Kate and Waffles. Ted made a drawing of Master Momo and the Red Dragon. That artwork was awesome, Ted. Thanks for that. I think if you were a character in the valley, you'd be an Ninja. That's a ninja that can turn invisible. Thanks for listening, Ted. Today's episode is titled Manticore, Part 5. Finn and Weston slept hard on Juna's boat. It was perhaps the most restful sleep they ever had. When they woke, Juna's boat had stuck itself right into the beach of some island. The little boat gently wobbled as the waves lapped at the sand. Finn and Weston woke to find Juna walking along the beach, drawing designs into the sand with a stick. "'Juna, where are we?' asked Weston. "'We're here,' said Juna. "'This is the island where she lives, the Lady of the Lake. "'Are you ready?' Finn and Weston stretched. They ate some rations and followed Juna into the forest. This island was very large. Glowing plants illuminated the jungle, Some lanterns hung from trees and poles. What's with the lanterns? asked Finn. Do people live here? People other than the Lady of the Lake? Sometimes. People who owe her favors. But not right now, said Juna. Right now it's just her. This island was unlike anything Finn and Weston had ever seen. It was like an alien landscape. Squirrels with snake tails leaped from tree to tree. Mice stood on their hind legs and opened little doors on trees to step inside. Glowing plants opened up to reveal little creatures with black fur and red eyes. The tiny black bears, no bigger than a grape, scampered down the stalks of the plants, gathering powdery pollen from other nearby plants, rubbing it all over their fur, turning it yellow. Birds hung from branches by long monkey tails, gently snoring. This place is wild, said Weston. Finn nodded, looking around in wonder. Eventually Juno led them to a large lake at the center of the island. The water was so still, and the trees and stars and moon reflected on its surface perfectly. They all walked to the water's edge. A ripple began in the center of the lake, like a stone was dropped there, but the ripple kept building and building. A woman then emerged from the center of the ripple. Her body rose from the water and hovered in the air. She wore a white dress and her skin was white like light. Her dress was made of hundreds of strips of bright white fabric and they flowed gently all around her in the air. She glowed brightly and illuminated the lake and the shore all around. Hello there, little Juna said the lady of the lake, and her voice was so loud it sounded like she was standing right next to them. I see you have brought me more helpers. Thank you, my sweet. I do you no favors, lady, said Juna. These two were stranded. They seek an audience with you. I merely gave them a ride. Yes, so many seek an audience with the lady of the lake, said the lady. Juna turned to Finn and Weston. Good luck, she said, and she disappeared into the jungle before the brothers had a chance to thank her. What do you seek from the Lady of the Lake? said the floating woman, flying toward Finn and Weston. She stopped at the shore, leaning down toward the boys. They now saw her true size. The Lady of the Lake was nearly twelve feet tall, and her floating dress extended for twenty feet in all directions. White light shone brightly from her eyes. We we heard you could help us get to the moon, said Finn. The moon, the stars, I can get you anywhere, said the lady. But why? Why do you seek passage to the moon? That's our business, said Finn. What will it cost us to travel there? Your business indeed. In exchange for passage to the moon, you will remain here on the island as its protectors answered the lady. Protectors of what? asked Weston. Why, protectors of everything you see. My island, my plants, my animals, everything here is under constant threat from the beasts living in the ocean here on the dark side. Beasts come out of the waters onto my beaches to destroy my island. Finn and Weston looked at each other, remembering the incident from before, where the red squid beast destroyed their boat in less than two minutes. They imagined the depths of this ocean here on the dark side was full of similar beasts. How long will we be in your service? asked Finn. The lady paused, and a little grin appeared on her face for just a moment. For as long as I need you, the only promise I can make is that I will release you someday. Finn and Weston looked at each other again. They didn't need to discuss it. As guardians, it was their duty to protect their island of Katana. The only way to save the Goldmane lions was to take a trip to the moon to find the manticore leader. All right, said Finn. We'll do it. The Lady of the Lake smiled wide. Of course you will. You knew it, and I knew it, and so it goes. I will come retrieve you when you are done. The Lady of the Lake then spun in the air, her dress whipping about until she disappeared in a flash of light. Finn and Weston closed their eyes against the bright light. They stood before the lake with only the sounds of the jungle behind them. So we just jump in and swim to the moon? asked Weston. I, I don't think I get it. Yeah, I, I don't think we're supposed to get it, said Finn. But yeah, I figure we just jump in and swim to the reflection or something. The brothers stepped into the water until it was deep enough for them to dive beneath the surface. The reflection of the moon did not stop at the surface. The image of the moon shone beyond the surface of this magical lake all the way down through the water onto the lake bed. Finn and Weston pumped their legs and paddled their arms until they reached the image of the moon. Finn reached out his hand and pressed it into the moon. Instead of the muddy lake bed, he felt a dry nothingness. He turned to Weston underwater and pointed to the moon reflection in the mud. Then Finn held his hands together out in front of him, and he pumped his legs and swam right into the mirror image of the moon. Weston followed. They closed their eyes as they passed through this magical portal, and when they opened their eyes, they saw the moon up close. They floated down onto its surface as if parachuting slowly to the ground. Their feet touched down and they sat in the gray dusty stone for a moment. That was weird, said Finn. Yeah, that was probably the weirdest thing ever of all time, agreed Weston. The brothers stood up and felt themselves lighter. They bounced around, getting their moon legs, and leaping higher than they ever could on their home planet. The gravity here was certainly different, but it didn't seem to matter. There was nothing to leap over, for as far as they could see, the landscape was filled with grey stone and dust, with some craters scattered here and there. So, now I guess we just look for... something? asked Finn. I think Hamish said the head manticore, the leader, or whatever it was, was inside the moon, so maybe there's like a tunnel or something, said Weston. The brothers wandered the surface of the moon, their eyes peeled for anything interesting that could lead them to beneath the surface. Finally, they discovered a large crater, and at the very bottom was a cave opening. It was clearly intentionally made, featuring an arched doorway. The brothers entered this tunnel and began their journey down, down, down. Staircases and tunnels twisted and curved further and further down into the heart of the moon. The brothers walked for what felt like days and days. Finn lit the tunnels with his staff, but there were also some torches hung on the walls that must have been burning for centuries somehow. Finally, they reached a large chamber. A a giant room, carved from the very center of the moon. The room was so big that if Finn and Weston were on either side of it, they would look as small as bugs to each other. All around this huge room were pools of water, like giant puddles. In the center of the room was a stone statue of a manticore. A statue bigger than an elephant, as big as a building. Something tells me that's the King Manticore, said Finn. Yeah, but it's stone, said Weston. How will the King Manticore help us if he's just a statue? The brothers slowly entered further into the room, hoping to find some clues that would help them understand how this all worked. As the boys approached the giant stone Manticore statue, the quiet sound of gently splashing water echoed through the chamber. They turned and noticed the surface of the pools of water began to ripple. The water in the big puddles splashed and bubbled, and things began to slowly rise from the water. Huge, black scorpion stingers. Black, furry lion paws. Angry-looking heads surrounded by manes of thick black hair. Manticores. Deep black. The color of space itself. The darkness between the stars. Five angry manticores emerged from the pools of water and eyed Finn and Weston. The beasts began to circle the brothers, creeping along as if hunting them. Was this some kind of trap? yelled Finn. Before Weston could answer, the manticores attacked. Great lion's roars filled the chamber. Weston climbed the stone manticore statue and reached in his bag for exploding goofballs. He tossed the bombs away from him frantically, and explosions rocked the room, sending bits of stone flying in all directions. Finn ran to the rocky walls of the room, leaping from stone to stone and running up the sloped edges of the wall to avoid the manticore attack. Finn's magical blasts zapped from his staff, bouncing off the hardened shell of the charging manticore. In seconds, the room had erupted in an epic battle, pitting Finn and Weston against five monstrous, destructive manticore. The odds were against them, and it would take a miracle for them to make it out of the center of the moon. The end. Thanks for listening, everyone. The website is Kidstoriespodcast.com. Send all your drawings and correspondence to Podcast at gmail.com and find hours and hours more stories at patreon.com forward slash Podcast. Adios.